Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. You guys, Sean Ross at Managing Editor, FightfulWrestling.com. Make sure you scoot on over there. Get all of your wrestling news from Jeremy Lambert's AEW Power Rankings to the just tons of interviews we have over there, the exclusives, all that good stuff, and that's all free. But hey, if you want to throw a few shekels our way, go subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. I'm doing some text-based Q&As now. Uh, We have tons of podcasts, including... Alex Pawlowski's Sour Graps. Maybe you miss him on the Raw and SmackDown reviews and you want a show where you just know he's going to crap on everything going into it. That is the theme of the show. Subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. You get a couple of episodes of that every week. Uh, Steven Jensen's Weekender podcast every week. My Backstage Report every week. A Q&A every couple of weeks. And usually me and Warren are there at least once a month doing a retro review. We need to film some soon. Yes, we do. I'm running low, uh, but check out FightfulSelect.com. If you want as many – or if you want uh, your question or statement read on this show, donate a super chat if you're watching live on YouTube. Maybe you're watching later. Maybe uh, you want to watch in another method. We are on podcast platforms everywhere. I always have people saying, how can I listen this way? How can I listen that way? We're on platforms everywhere, but if you go to FightfulPods.com, you can download an MP3 of each one. Take it on the go. But it is uh, October 25th. We're talking SmackDown Live. I am joined by Mr. Warren Hayes, who you see to my whatever the hell direction. I have no sense of direction. But Young Bibby says, I thought the wild card rule was dead. Why is Ray on this show? Well, I this is one situation where I don't have as much of a problem. He's seconding him. Right. I mean, plus they needed to do some construction on that wall, Warren. <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously they needed to, they needed someone to to tenderize the wall. Um, yeah, I, I, it didn't bother me either, especially when you consider what I appreciated from the opening segment, and we'll get into it. But what I appreciated with the opening segment is that they purposefully kept the raw superstars from Team Hogan and Team Flair off of the opening SmackDown segment. I saw that, noticed that, and was like, okay, good. Well, at least you know it's not like oh, we're bending the rules already. The, Everyone, everything was in its right place. It made sense. It was good. I liked it. So I'm not too bothered with Ray being a mouthpiece tonight. Doesn't doesn't really bother me. Young Bibby also asked, "Do you think we'll get a Carmella versus Bailey feud?" I don't get why Nikki. I, I get why Nikki because she's over right now. She's really over right now. Carmella, I think, will have her time. She's. I mean, check out the interview that I did with her this week, guys. I didn't do it this week. I did it in Toronto, but. She is just exceptional at making the best out of anything, and whatever happens with her, she's going to excel at. Uh, Warren, any thoughts on on the Nikki Carmella aspect of things? Uh, I'm in complete agreement. I think uh, you know if you uh, if you're going to go with Nikki Cross, this is the the, the time to do it. Um, building new stars is something that we've complained about quite a bit in regards to WWE creating new stars, especially for the women's division so that they don't paint themselves into corners anymore. So this is, it's good. It's smart to build her up as a legitimate threat. Um, 
but you know the Carmela Bailey thing has a lot of legs. It has history. I'm looking forward to it. It's inevitable. It's going to happen. I think strike while the iron is hot. In in the case of Nikki Cross, eloquent brings up a good point. He says Dominic knew Brock was going to be there and still showed up. Well, here, here, let's let's bring. You're the father. Would you bring your son back into an arena where his assaulter will be at? Would you do that? Well, poor, poor parenting, Ray Mysterio. Well, as you know, I hate all children. So I would. No, I know you I'd would. I'd be like, Brock, take care of this. Yeah, take I the know, trash I know out. you would. But, but you know, Ray so, shows uh, enormous amounts of sympathy towards his child. You know, what if, like, I mean, what if uh, you wouldn't do that with a box of kittens, right? If Brock tossed around a box of kittens, you wouldn't bring back a box of kittens. Well, Brock Lesnar doesn't abuse animals. Yet. Okay. Jonathan Reyes says, Shorty G could come out, should come out to the Space Jam music. (laughs) (laughs) Shorty G looked like me after school every single day in 2003. Like, he was ready to play a pickup game. Oh, man. Uh. Hannah Moore says, didn't watch the show, but here's my donation because I love you all. Have a good weekend, everyone. Uh, We've got plenty of stuff going on this weekend, guys. Uh, A Bellator show, UFC Singapore, in just a few hours. There's a Bellator show right now. Joseph Farley just mentioned trying to watch both Bellator and SmackDown was a hell of a task. Yeah, there's there's tons going on. Two boxing shows, too. So while wrestling isn't hot and heavy this weekend, there's a lot of combat sports over there. Right. Uh, It's just... It, like just a ton going on. Thank you to Joseph and Hannah. Our super chats are coming in fast and furious. Uh, Andrew Thomason says, got a Twitter ban for mentioning tax in a Joey Janela response. So super chat is what? Yeah. I, there was tonight. Do you know what a fall festival is, Warren? Um, in, enlighten me. At schools in our area, almost everyone does a thing every fall. It's like a fundraiser. And my wife is going to school to be a teacher, and she went back to the one that she had student-taught at uh, recently and volunteered. I went and helped out, too. And uh, there was a kid that said, I follow you on Twitter. Really? And I looked at him, and I said, not for long. I'm going to get you suspended because that's against the terms of service. You're not old enough. You really do hate children, don't you? I can't stand them. I can't stand them, Warren. God can't stand them so you know what andrew i gotta be honest with you buddy as much as i like you and as much as i appreciate the super chat if i'm getting this kid banned i i gotta go with twitter being flaky and being like just quick on the trigger i gotta support them in that in, in that venture because i want all children off twitter that's that's just what i want it's what I want. By the way, in case you all wondered, Jake Hager's fight ended in a no contest. He need a man in the nutsack twice. And it was vicious. Like, it was not even like an accident. Yeah. It was like, spread him, buddy. Here we go. Uh, it was really, really bad. That, uh, man, that man was laid out after yeah, and, a couple and, of, after he got kneed in the dick. And shout out to Trevor Dame on, on Twitter who said that uh, if uh, Jack Hager's wrestling finisher is not the Hager effect uh, or a kick in the balls, Tony Khan needs to retire. Yeah, a need in the dick. That's that's not quite how you want to go out. But sometimes some other people are needing your dick. And fortunately, BlueChew.com, Code Fightful, is there to get you set up. Our boy Garrett might need some of this stuff after tonight. He got schlacked in the balls by Jack Swagger, old Jake Hager. And his we the people aren't really standing at attention right now, I wouldn't imagine. So our boy Garrett, go over to BlueChew.com, code Fightful, hit them up. Tell them, hey, I I want the Fightful special. I want it free. I'll pay the $5 shipping, no big deal. Just get my dick working again. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work just like a knee to the balls works when you're looking to take somebody down. But if you're looking to take your old lady down, lay her out, have her face down on the canvas if you know what I'm saying, BlueChew.com code FIFA will get it done, and you don't have to wait in line at the pharmacy. You don't have to wait in line at the doctor. You don't have to deal with your doctor being like, all right, son, what's wrong with your dick? 
Just there doesn't have to be anything wrong with your dick. Maybe you just want an enhanced performance. Maybe you want to hit her inner circle a little bit better. You know what I'm saying? You got the support of your friends here? <laughs> Go to bluechew.com and use the code FIGHTFUL, please. That's what you need to do. <clears throat> Andrew Thomason says, I don't want kids on Twitter either. Unsuspend me. You know what? Uh, ooh, Eloquent brings up a good question. What? What's worse, children or Cameron Grimes's hat? Okay, you know what? My nightmare is a child wearing that hat at this point. If you want to spook uh, Sean this Halloween, kids, like, show up at your my, show, up, show up my, at his house. My version of Zombieland is like me and you running around in, in a desolate, just dead area, and children running around in that hat, like trying to eat our brains. That's what it is. We got a SmackDown show to talk about, Warren. Yeah, yes, we have to do that too. <laughs> it happened. I'm going to save the the intro promo for the end of the show because it only makes sense to do that all together. Uh, Rudin Ziggler defeated New Day, and I'll tell you what, I already miss Xavier Woods. Yep. <laughs> yes, uh, and it's well. I mean, it's a shame. It's a shame what happened, of course. But uh, like, I actually missed any kind of interest in this match as well, or at least interest on the part of the producers who decided to put this match on and have absolutely nothing come out of it. Like this was within 60 seconds, we were treated to a commercial and we come back and the match probably lasted what at the most a, a, two a extra big, minutes. Yeah. A big E hot tag. And then Kofi gets yeah. rolled up. And let me tell you that ain't it because I am not confident. In WWE, telling a story that Kofi Kingston doesn't believe in himself or is losing out, I just think it's their way of relegating him. And a lot of people are saying, oh, well, you're not giving it a chance. Well, you know what? I've given WWE chances every single go of it. I'm mm-hmm. not confident in this story. Or, here's the thing, am I confident in WWE's ability to tell the story? Yes. Am I confident that WWE will tell the story? No. And they have a tag title match next week. And this was used to set up Crown Jewel, which is the day before that, in a match that isn't really for anything besides best tag team in the world, quote-unquote, bloody freaking da. Mm-hmm. Man. No, I, no, I agree. And uh, and the thing with, with – I, I mean – there's something to say here about Kofi suddenly becoming stupid, right? We've talked about it previously. Kofi running into an F5 to uh, to end his uh, his career, uh, his run, excuse me, was stupid when he was booked so well and so intelligently and strong all the way up to here. Why would a sudden roll-up, why would he be so suddenly distracted enough to be rolled up by Ziggler for a win? For loss, excuse me here. It doesn't. It doesn't connect either. I don't like where this is going. They because the the one thing that makes me feel that they are not going to go any further with with Kofi Kingston or give him some kind of redemption angle or whatever is because they're not mentioning his title reign anymore. They're not even alluding to it. They didn't even give him a chance to cry into the camera when he lost. They didn't let him address it the week after in any in the most generic, basic way, just to throw away a line, just like, hey, Brock Lesnar, I'm coming for you once once you're done with Velasquez, I'm next, you know, kind of nothing. There was nothing. So, no, I don't have any faith in it. By the way, did you see... Um, Xavier Woods video that he put out about his injury. He put it out on Twitter earlier today where he just came out of the operation yeah. and he's sitting in his car and he's clearly high as a like, kite. Yeah, exactly. I, there's this moment. I just have to mention it to everyone here. Cause if you haven't seen it, go check it out. There is one moment where he, well, he's, he's getting hyped. He says, look, I'm going to stay at home. I'm going to Twitch. I'm going to be on uh, up, up, down, down. I'm going to do Halloween with my kids. And he's getting excited. And then he sort of pauses and there's this moment of realization that comes all over him and his facial changes completely. Like for a good five, six seconds, he's like, oh, but yeah, I'm very disappointed that I won't be able to wrestle over the next few weeks as well. You know, it's yeah. like but suddenly he's realizing, oh, wait, WWE PR is going to be all over me if I'm like super excited to be taking time off. Yeah. You know, it's like, <laughs> I gotta, oh, and you can see the exact moment. Where he where he it, he realizes it and it brings him back down. It's hilarious. Well, Kofi had gotten rolled up. The revival came out and then heavy machinery. And 
Uh, okay. All right. Yep. Lacey Evans comes out. This truly played to her strengths. She defeated Casey Connors in a squash. She said she wanted to give Casey an opportunity to survive, so she's just going to leave. But before the count out, she runs in and knocks Casey out. I don't have a damn problem with this at all. Why not? This is fine. I mean, this is um, this is what they should have been doing with uh, Lacey Evans before tossing her into a feud with Becky Lynch. Just having her come in, be instead of just doing the up and down runway thing that she had been doing for weeks previous, have her come in and be super facetious and arrogant and uh, just clock the shit out of jobbers, local ta- local enhancement talent. Then you set her up with Becky Lynch, and at least there'd be some heat behind her. Look how well it worked for the uh, for the um, uh, the Viking experience, the War Raiders, the, whatever they're called now. They're over. Uh, it, it worked super well for them. And even us as – at some point we were like, look, I don't know if they keep squashing jabronis. They got to move on. But no, it actually worked. And if they do this with Lacey, I'm confident that it'll help get her back over. Now is her in-ring going to improve? It necessarily has to improve. At the level that she's at, she has to get better. I don't think she's a complete slouch. But as far as her character work, as far as her as getting some heat, they need some other strong heels outside of Sasha, outside of uh, uh, um, Bailey in, the, in that division as well. So sure, I'm 100% behind and I'm okay with it. Rob Wilkins says the Timberwolves are two and zero. Enjoy Indianapolis, Sean. I love Matt and Kim's Daylight. Yeah, I'm excited to go see them live. Uh, they're one of my favorite groups. Uh, Lucha House Party comes out. They have Kalisto taking on Drew Gulak. Ooh, I'm excited to see what you think about this one. Uh, apparently, they love to have fun, Warren. Which is, yes, which is worth noting, I guess. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. This is. It's it's interesting because that is exactly what I want on my tombstone. Here lies Warren Hayes. He liked to have fun, you know, because I feel I'm so unique in the world. Well, as as, as enjoying fun that it needs to be pointed out for all eternity, engraved in stone, so that everyone knows that I like to have fun. Well, I hate to tell you, but that's already set for my gravestone. Fortunately, we have a bit of a queen vanilla ice situation where there's a little bitty ting that makes it different. Mine says, loves to have fun, hates children, so I think we're all right. (laughs) Drew Gulak has another PowerPoint presentation. Now, this happens during the match. He waits till the bell rings and then starts doing ways that Braun Strowman can get beat by Tyson Fury. He gets attacked. Braun Strowman's music hits. Kalisto wins with the Salida del Sol. Strowman... Kills Gulak. There's nothing to talk about in the match. Maybe the result of the match, but Kalisto gets a win. It seems clear to me that they're trying to be like, hey, Lucha House Party, you know how you're always tweeting about how you want to leave? Huh? Huh? Here's a carrot. (laughs) We're dangling it in front of your face. I dig that when the crowd asks Braun Strowman for more, he always obliges. Yes. And it, it doesn't seem too pandering to me. Because he's still kicking the living shit out of somebody. So he's sure. like, you know, well, I kind of wanted to anyway, but since you all want it so bad, I guess. One of those. I'm cool with it. Uh, what do you think of having Gulak lose in this manner and your thoughts on this? But quick quick, uh, quick thought on the uh, on Braun Strowman doing it again after the audience asks, asks it, you know, especially when you realize it's, – it's, it's especially nice when you realize – just how heavily scripted and uh, everything is sequenced in these in these live shows, uh, these television tapings, or television tapings, live <laughs> broadcasts. You know, everything is 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 so uh, uh, cut down to the to 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 the minute. It's nice to see like Braun, like, oh yeah, you guys want it again? Okay, we'll do it again. It feels like they're breaking out of the formula. It feels even for me. I'm like, oh cool, he's doing it again. You know, so that's cool. Um, so Drew Gulak Lucha House Party was like, oh, 205 Live on SmackDown now. And as you know, I've been an avid watcher of 205 Live. I've covered it for Fightful. Um, Drew Gulak is absolutely one of my favorite wrestlers in the world. Drew Gulak, uh, during his, um, during the, uh, most of 2000, 
18 was um, was a bit like semi-politician, semi-corporate guy. Come with his, He'd come with his PowerPoints and he'd be a little goofy and he leaned into it and he was fantastic. But during this part of the year, latter part of the year, he gave up on the PowerPoints, decided to take a much more serious attitude, grew the beard out, grew out the hair, didn't wasn't all corporate and clean cut, uh, decided to switch things around. So when he turned to the PowerPoint presentation and how Braun Strowman could lose to Tyson Fury, I was like, what? First of all, they're digging up a gimmick that Drew did away with so that he could be taken more seriously in the ring. That's one thing. And second, why did he care? Why was there any reason for Drew Gulak to come out and make a presentation on the match next week, of course, other than having an excuse for Braun to come out to beat him up, but it just doesn't, it did, it doesn't make sense. And Drew Gulak was a fantastic cruiserweight champion. He's a fantastic wrestler. Uh, to me, like a lot of people talk about Buddy Murphy. A lot of talk about, people talk about Cedric Alexander. Right now I'm, I'm putting Drew Gulak into that category of wrestler or like, uh, they have been drafted on main. They're there. But are they going to be used properly? And then we all start biting our nails because we're not quite sure. And this is what I'm afraid of with Drew Gulak. I don't mind if he returns to his uh, to his PowerPoint thing. I thought it was hilarious when he did it. Yeah. But at least lean into it properly and have him shave his beard and go back to being clean cut suit wearing Drew because he was really good when he was doing that too. The crowd wants to love Braun Strowman so much. That he mm-hmm. needs to be special. He's the type of guy, legitimately, if he were in the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, if he were in the Royal Rumble, and he eliminated every single person from said Battle Royal or Royal Rumble, I'd go, you know what? All right. Cool. Sure. Cool. But they seem intent on making him the big show, which is not the worst spot to have in the world. Not the worst spot to have, but he could be very special. To me, the right Roman Reigns versus Braun Strowman story is a WrestleMania main event because their feud was one of my favorite in probably the last, God, probably since the Attitude Era, their feud was one of my favorite, period. Just Mm -hmm. the fact that they would beat the living shit out of each other whenever they got within an eye shot of each other. But it's there's been a lot of, I, I just, I hope, hope, that this match next week ends in a double KO or something that keeps him from getting beaten by Tyson Fury, I hope. Yeah, no, I I agree. Uh, you know, and it's funny because a lot you know a lot of us say, oh well, the 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 bronze ship is passed. You know, it's like, oh well, they they should have put the strap on him a couple of you know eighteen months ago. But that's the thing is he. He he hits the ring. People pop. They get excited for him. You're like, okay, well, there's still gas to this to this yeah. concept of Braun Strowman. It's just they're not they're not investing in him properly. They're pulling him out when they feel like it, and then you know, then they have him flounder in these matches and feuds with uh, Bobby Lashley or whatever, and it doesn't actually go anywhere. I think since there's a real purpose here. Go beat the go beat the boxer guy who's not a wrestler, Braun. Yeah. Go do it for us. I think it's a reason for people to get behind him, uh, and 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 that's good for him. I'll, like you said, I'll be curious to see the result uh, this uh, this upcoming Thursday, and then what they do moving on with Braun. That will be really interesting to see. Xanthius says, "Just an observation. Seems a few days without shaving, and Warren transforms into random Almond Brother, circa nineteen seventy two. Well, um, I, this is always this is my level of scruff. It's my usual level of uh, of beard. I can't full it out like Sean does because gonna, it gets it's very oh, splotchy. Mine, mine's patchy, man. I don't I really. Don't like it. Yeah, doesn't look like it. Daniel Bryan comes out and he is asked if the Yes Movement is back. I'll say this every time they do it. I love when they have somebody like Michael Cole in the ring to prompt a guy because Daniel like Babyface is out there by themselves just talking. Kind of seem like middle schoolers just bitching. Like it, yeah. It, they go out in front of all these people to do to do what? Okay, to rah rah everybody. Okay, cool. That that's worked re- great for Seth. Uh, Nakamura and Sami Zayn interrupt and run off a list of all the things they have in common. And honestly, 
they laid out a pretty compelling case, Warren. Yep. And uh, look, uh, Sammy once again demonstrated why he is unquestionably one of the best emphatic promos that the company has, like someone who can just deliver whatever he has to say with with conviction, with realism, emotion, call it what you want. But he's so good at what he does. Like this was a long promo. It was a just time wise. It was a long monologue that he had. And it was really, really compelling from start to end. And that's what's great about Sammy in the way he delivers his stuff is he understands that there has to be uh, an opening, a denouement, and a conclusion sure. to what I'm what I'm bringing. It's it, and it was also neatly, neatly packaged because, and that's what's fantastic is that you he comes out, he starts laying out the arguments, saying, you know, I'm an artist, you're an artist, Shinsuke is an artist, I care for the planet as well, I'm a vegan as well, so you're like, you know what? At first, I thought Daniel Bryan was just going to laugh you jokers off Hmm. and, and, you know, just like, ha, 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 look at you. But then I understand if Daniel Bryan still has a seed of doubt because it would make sense for all three of these guys to form a stable and be the artists of the ring, being the, 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 you know, the Soho Club, whatever you want to call them. It'd be fantastic. I was – I'm – I, that's probably not the route they're going, but I'm looking at it and I'm listening to it. And I'm like, God damn, talk about a missed opportunity, you know? Daniel Bryan walks off. We have Nikki Cross who says that that being the champion is kind of weighed on Bailey, and she's going to do her a favor and take the title off of her. Uh, up next, she faces Mandy Rose. Sonya Deville's out there. I thought this was fine. It it didn't squash Mandy Rose. It got Nikki Cross mm-hmm. a win. It showed that Sonya Deville was a real asshole. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger. For the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Cole for helping out Mandy. And Bailey and Sasha were on commentary, and I thought they did very well, too. This was simple. It was effective. Nikki Cross is over. She's also sympathetic. I I love the way that Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross have been handled all year. From case to case. Maybe they're baby faces. Maybe they're heels. They're just who they are. You can decide if you like them. You can decide if you don't like them. They're never not really true to themselves or each other. I really, really like how they've handled that all year because it made them versatile. It made them all more useful. It gave uh, stories flexibility. It It did a whole lot of things. This is what I think AEW is doing a lot more than WWE does. There's a lot of shades of gray, but... A lot of you get to decide who you consider a babyface and a heel type of thing. Maybe you like their actions. I, I love what they've done with Nikki Cross. I thought this was a very effective segment. I am complete, in complete agreement as far as a segment, a self-contained start-to-end moment that actually had wrestling in it. This was probably my favorite moment uh, of the night because there were a lot of moving parts here that were all handled really, really well. Um, the... This is what's – it's going to echo just a little bit what you said, but that's what's great about how they've handled Alexa and Nikki is is that they can – you know, they're a, their heels or faces simply depending on who they're fighting. It's just as simple as that. They don't have to yeah. do something dastardly to suddenly be considered heels and vice versa. I thought Bailey did really, really well on commentary because, you know, as much as I adore Bailey, you know, I can recognize that she's – Maybe not. She's a, she's a little wishy washy when it comes to her promos. You know, she she always has this you know the same tone. You know, and she's very down to earth and 
it's fine, but you know, you kind of wanted to dial it up a bit. I thought you know, having Sasha there was a great backup and the look, the look that Sasha delivered when Michael Cole said, that could be you, Bailey, you know, next week. Sasha just leaned over and gave him, my God, the stare that would that, that would supernova Michael Cole's head. It was fantastic. It was a, a just a nice, and she just sat right back down, stared into stared into uh, into the ring. It was great. No, this was this was my favorite. Like like I said, all encompassing segment. This was uh, this was it for me. The wonderful Kristen Ashley sends a super chat that says, Have a good vacation, SRS. You deserve the break. Don't be tricked into working as is tradition. Well, I already tricked myself because on the way back, I'm going to go interview Kevin Thorne because he lives near Indianapolis. So I was like, you know what? I'm not going to not go interview him. He's one of the great dudes in wrestling. So uh, I hit him up, and hopefully we're going to schedule an interview for Sunday. But I'm looking forward to that. He's He's a great dude to talk to and has a lot of good stories. We're just going to hope that no one that, that that no one flashes themselves in public or something yeah. over the weekend. That's all we can hope for now. Jeremy Lambert joked that CM Punk's return is confirmed this weekend now, <laughs> and and the joke is that any time that I plan to take like an evening off or something, I say, "Hey guys, it should be a quiet one," to the point of where we put a trademark symbol next to it, and then something psycho happens, like uh, I don't know, Eric Bischoff gets fired, mm-hmm. something like that. <laughs> It's the nature of the gig. Uh, Firefly Funhouse is back. Bray, according to Corey Graves, has spent weeks rebuilding it. What do you think of that? Do you think it undermines the point of Seth burning it down? (laughs) Or (laughs) are you okay with this? They did a, a eulogy for the rabbit. Well, yeah, I, you know the, the the rabbit the, the rabbit gimmick is funny. I, I I like the idea that you know he dies and he comes back. The the, the Kenny all the time. To the, yeah. you know I, I'm okay with that. Um, this is classic, 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 classic WWE storytelling, where you think something is happening, but then no, you know, we think we're going from point A to point B to point C yeah. to eventually eventually get to destination, but we're not. We're not. We're exactly at the same spot we were before it burned. And wasn't it, didn't it, it, it was burned not this past Monday, Monday previous, right? Yes, I think so. Two weeks ago, yeah. So it's not like, okay, we, it is weeks, like plural. It has been two weeks, but by God, you know, and he's been rebuilding it. It honestly, it disappointed me a little. Like I was actually hoping that Bray would be like, uh, would have shambled together remnants of the Firefly Funhouse, you know, like, uh, the wood, you know, the, the, the turquoise paneling, you know, in the back that's singed and maybe there's some bits missing. You can actually see the set behind it or something. And, uh, you know, the picture frames with the burnt, uh, burnt edges. And there's still, he still has the tablecloth that was actually on fire and he's distraught. You know, everyone in the fun house is sort of, they can do the eulogy in this very, you know, in, in this environment where they're just trying to pick up the pieces. Yeah. And, I, because you see, in my fantasy booking land, uh, in at Hell in a Cell two weeks uh, to three weeks ago, whatever it was now, uh, there was a double turn, an unexpected double turn, but a double turn nonetheless. So to me, right now, uh, Bray Wyatt is the babyface in the story. What better? I was told that was the plan at one point was to do a double turn with these two. Well, Christ, they had it. Yeah. I mean, it happened. And, uh, exactly. They didn't even plan for it, and it happened. So lean into it, guys. If you have. Bray Wyatt in his Mr. Rogers persona, who's trying to cobble back together what he what he had, and us as an audience being, man, we love the Firefly Funhouse so much. Look at what Seth Rollins did. You're really then leaning into Bray being the good guy, Seth being the despicable one, and then creating a new dynamic, which would be interesting for the feud, interesting for Seth's character as well, but also for for the whole feud in and about itself. So right now we're just back to square one and there's nothing to show for us. Seth set it on fire last week and it's like two weeks ago and we're like, okay, let's, let's keep going with business as usual. And that's, what's really disappointing about WWE storytelling. I, it's just, it's uh, it's a treadmill. It's really, really a treadmill and it takes a hell of a long time yeah. to get to point B. And there there was a lot I liked on this show. When I look back at this SmackDown, I'll say that I liked this SmackDown. 
But there was some real goddamn dumb stuff on this show, Warren. The opening segment and what we're about to talk about, uh, or at least some of it. Cain Velazquez speaks English, Warren. It's his first language. But anytime he speaks on WWE, because of the color of his skin, he's speaking Spanish. And Ray's cutting his promos. Now, all due respect to Ray. He cut one of the best promos of his life a few weeks ago or a few months ago with Dominic. Mm-hmm. I thought that was one of his best. He ain't a promo guy. Mm-mm. They're they're really bad and they've just always not been great. We hear the same old scar line from Ray. Uh, he says that Dominic's doing better and will be back as a WWE superstar. Kane Velazquez, like, didn't grow up in San. Like, he wasn't born in San Diego. He he was born six and a half hours away from the Mexican border. It's like he the UFC encouraged him to learn Spanish better to help his marketability in okay. the area. He speaks English. Now, do I get why WWE's doing this? Yeah, because he can't cut good promos. Sure. But the Spanish uh, language speakers that hit me up on Twitter saying he ain't doing much better in Spanish. But the thing is, <laughs> me and you can't tell. Yeah, <laughs> but exactly. Can't... It's... But, it's as it's as if I started, you know, if if, if we started doing the, uh, the the post show here and I did it in French, you'd have no idea if my insights are as sharp and uh, astute as usual. And that's the thing. Maybe that's what bothers me is that guys like Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens can cut great promos in two languages, and Kane can't cut good ones in either language. <laughs> so they just have him out there doing it like. Find another talker. Ray doesn't always have to be that guy. They were going to lean on Ray for the uh, for the Mayweather thing too back in the day, mm-hmm. but my God, man, it's so bad. I'll tell you what's not bad: the Lesnar aspect of this. Mm-hmm. This beatdown mm-hmm. was so goddamn good, Warren. It was hilarious. I loved it. He beats down Dominic, which is great, and they're back there checking on Dominic. They being uh, Kane and and Ray. And Brock shows up with a trash can and beats up Kane with it. And I see this, like, plastic table over by the wall, and I'm like, oh, Ray's going through that. Oh, no, Warren. Nope. No, he gets F5'd into the wall. And Ray's knees aren't that good. I mean, I don't know what kind of wild-ass Vietnamese stem cells he's had shot up into those things. Whatever it is, one, I want them. I want them. Yeah, we I'm all do. completely against PEDs, but give me that, please, because whatever has Rey Mysterio, old baggy pants Rey Mysterio from back in the day, couldn't move at all for a while, moving like he is now. Give me some of that. Go ahead and shove that needle into my knee and let me work with it. Uh, well, he's going to have to head back to Portugal or wherever and get some more of that because he <laughs> almost goes through the wall. Then <laughs> Brock F5's Kane... On to Dominic, and Kane's sell of it was great. Like, yeah, Kane's a beat up dude, man. Like, yeah, he pulled out of a lot of fights and couldn't fight very often. And he took this F five so well and like rolled and flopped around with it. This was awesome. I loved it, Warren. Um, this was unquestionably the most exciting moment of SmackDown up until this point. Uh, and I, I, I loved it from, from, uh, from the moment, the moment that it all transferred into the, into the medical and in, into the medical area. It was fantastic. Um, the, the, uh, I, I liked, you know, the fact that we didn't actually see Brock beat up Dominic, but we assumed that he beat him up severely because his, his t-shirt was torn. So that's always a sign that you got really, really beat up. Um, <laughs> the only thing I, why wouldn't you put Cain Velasquez in a ring to beat up some local talent? Like this is the go home show, right? Yeah. Why wouldn't you do that? Why? Because I would. I, uh, it would make a lot of sense for him to crush some jobber, right? Because right now he just seems concerned about Ray's kid. Uh, he's you know he's he's not a presence. I think WWE is maybe leaning in a little too hard on the fact on the idea that a lot of us wrestling fans understand who Cain Velasquez is. I understand because I sort of gravitate, especially through you. 
you know, I'm, I'm able to keep up a little bit with what's happening in MMA, but I, and outside from that match with Brock, I, I haven't really seen Cain Velasquez. You can't, I'm a good example of someone you need to impress. Uh, if you're coming from the outside, uh, you need to impress me to show me that you're able to go for it. Now, yes, I saw what he did at AAA a few uh, a few months ago. Uh, I'd but be it would have shocked if that's how he works consistently yeah, in WWE. Absolutely. So, but you know, we'll see. We'll, I guess you know the first time that we'll uh, will be will be confronted with that will be at Crown Jewel. But then he signed for three years, so that's interesting. I just hope I just hope they you know if he's here for three years. I hope he's built properly. I hope they give him stuff to do and that we have a chance to uh, to get to appreciate him because right now it's kind of like, uh, I'm. and here's another thing, Sean. Why is the universal title, uh, not the universal title, but the WWE title involved in this situation? It's all about family. It's all about Dominic. It's all about Ray. It's all about uh, blood feuds that exist between Lesnar and Velasquez. You called it the night that this happened that uh, – um, the, 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 on the very first SmackDown, you called it. There's no reason to include the WWE championship in this. And as it progressed, it has been about everything except the title. Yeah. So it just adds more salt to the Kofi wound when you think about it. There was no reason for him to lose it because their whole reason to fight each other, even in storyline, has nothing to do with the belt itself. I'd be having Kane Velasquez, even if not local talent, you do have guys like Shelton Benjamin, Samoa sure. Joe. You've got guys with grappling backgrounds that, that can handle that and can cover for him. Like Drew something. Gulak, if you're if you're having Drew Gulak going out and just do nonsense and eat and eat pins, sure. at least Drew Gulak would be fantastic with Velasquez and, and he'd, he'd make him look great. Well, I'll tell you who didn't look great. Everybody on Miz TV. This was one of the dumbest <laughs> freaking segments. Ali, Shorty G, Roman Reigns are all in the ring with Hulk Hogan and Jimmy Hart. You got King Corbin, Zayn, Nakamura there with Flair. Every person takes turn talking. And for some reason, Ali, I, I hope, I hope it wasn't his call to make a bad breath joke in 2019. We are no. just two months away from 2020. And I haven't, like, like Rampage Jackson still busts those out. And I'm like, man, you gotta stop. They're real shitty. Uh, we also hear the, Corbin, shut up, man. You're not a real king promo. Like, cool. We heard, we heard that, too. Six-man tag challenge is laid down, but Zane says he can't compete. Cesaro, apparently already waiting at Gorilla, knew this was gonna happen. And a big brawl breaks out. That was so bad, Warren. It was. Um, I'd like to point out uh, that uh, Shorty G, I'm going to have it. It's going to take me a while to get used to that one. Shorty G in the ring saying, you know, I embraced who I am. You know, I'm, you know, uh, my size and what, An whatnot. An Olympian? He embraced <laughs> that? He was standing, standing right next to Mustafa Ali, who is his height. Yeah. They're just as tall one another. Yeah. Andrew Thomason It's ridiculous. Andrew Thomason says, Batista sitting front row at Bellator right now. Yeah, um, Jack, Jake Hager, Jack Swagger, trains under Josh Rafferty, who we've interviewed a number of times. He's actually from Cincinnati, but uh, he is in business and trains Batista as well. But they, they opened a gym together at one point, I believe. Timothy Hughes says, who wrote this episode? Dope. I don't know what that means. I don't know if you need a comma there, but let me know. Uh, the six-man tag match that followed this ruled. WWE can do six-man tag matches. Great. Team Hogan wins. It's Reigns, Ali, and Shorty G uh, with Flair. Team player King Corbin, Cesaro, and Nakamura. I got to say, brave of WWE to put Flair on screen this much with the things <laughs> that he says. Yeah. Real brave. Mm -hmm. um, Cesaro's pants. Shoot pants or work pants? I don't care. He can wear those every time, anytime. I'd like him to send me a pair with the belt. How can he move so well in them? It's impressive. Like anytime, like I've done a little bit of wrestling training and the joggers and the seam. I mean, let's be honest. Sweatpant technology has come a long way in the last couple, in the last five years. They've made a nice crotch inseam that, that doesn't go all the way up. But I don't know, man. I don't know if it's come that far. Damn. 
Ali you gets put a worked. lot of thought into this. Yeah, oh, let me tell you, man. I've, I've yeah. had a lot of gear changes in my day. It's it's a real question. Like I don't know how people wear work in jeans. Like the the smoking guns back in the day. Yeah, don't know how they did it, and I don't know how they kept them on their ass either. Man, <laughs> Andrew Thompson says everybody knows Sammy isn't going to Saudi Arabia, so why wouldn't he have a replacement? I was wondering why Sammy is still out there. This was just for tonight. It's not yeah. for Saudi Arabia. That's why it didn't make a lot of sense. Uh, Shorty, G, Shorty G gets a great hot tag, and it ends in a mm-hmm. moonsault. Um, I believe they said on commentary that he was flying through the air, but based on what he was wearing, I would call it falling with style. Yes, very yes. good. Yes. Yes. Crowd was hot for this. <laughs> that gear was so stupid. I'm not <laughs> curious at all about Shorty G's, because let me tell you what. Basketball shorts are very easy to navigate in. Yeah. No, this exactly. I know. Yeah. Yes, I, know. I don't know if it's made if it's made to make him look smaller, like wearing a, a gear that's just a little oversized or a little yeah. looser. I don't know. If, I don't know. It's really strange. And because maybe you usually see everybody in basketball shorts, six foot five. I don't know. I don't know. Cesaro applies a sharpshooter. Everybody goes through their secondary finisher. Reigns catches Cesaro with a Superman punch, and Ali wins a four, with a four fifty. This could have been a throwaway. I thought it was good. Reigns gave Ali the match. I thought that was cool. The match was great. The crowd was hot for it. Shorty G is over with this crowd, at least. This was good, and it made Ali and Shorty G look like bigger stars. Standing next to the tried and true, well, not tried and true, but the heavily pushed Roman Reigns. I liked it. Yeah. Uh, Well, I'll say right up until... I don't want to diminish what happened, but if I was sitting in that audience, uh, I would have been excited too to see people wrestle. Um, and uh, Gable getting the hot tag to me from that point on, that was the highlight of SmackDown that that very moment because it was fantastic. And that's where the crowd just jumped in. They just needed that. What they just needed to see something explosive and exciting, and that's exactly what Gable give, gave them. Like you said, like he had an exploder suplex. Then he ran into that that running neck neck breaker, and right off the neck breaker does the moonsault, and it was fantastic. He just he didn't he didn't waste a moment. That's what got the crowd into it. So the 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 finishing the the, the finish was fantastic. I loved how Ali when Roman sort of like you go kid, like he tags him in. He's like, you go, and Ali sort of looked me, <laughs> and then he went up. I, I thought that was I thought that was great. That was fantastic. It was good, great facials, fantastic. Fantastic bit of storytelling there, uh, and I agree. Like, if anything, it helped. Uh, it helped elevate uh, Ali and um, and Chad Gable here. Uh, but to me, it it picked up at Gable's uh, at Gable's uh, um, hot tag. And by God, I think the crowd needed that because I thought there was a lot of posturing. It was a very go homey, go home show. I found. Um, at least it ended on a high note for the audience. Isn't that wild to think this is the SmackDown go-home show for a pay-per-view that's next Thursday? I'm not quite used to that yet. I mean, that's about the roughly the same distance-ish as Tuesday to Mm -hmm. Sunday, but it's just weird. Like, we've got a full weekend and Raw and all that to come up, and NXT, we've got all that, too. Uh, Guys, make sure you check out my Sands of Time review uh, it'll be a, a bit abrupt. It'll be a bit short next week because, uh, unfortunately, I have to hand out candy to uh, filthy, disgusting children shortly after that show. I mean, it really bothers me. It really disgusts me. And you know what? I, I've been dieting pretty hard lately, but then I, I thought about it, and I was like, you know what? My wife bought all this Halloween candy, and I want to eat as much as I can. That way the children don't get any. I want to kind of minimalize their joy as much as I possibly can. So I, I I broke my diet tonight while my wife was gone to eat some of. So the that's candy. why you did it. Yeah, I, that, that, that's why you did. I it. didn't really have a craving for like Reese's or anything as good what as you call it. What, Reese's. what did you call them? Reese's. Reese's. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, by the way, I noticed in Canada, you all don't even have like an apostrophe on your packaging. Candy packaging 
is noticeably different, but only if you go back and forth between Canada and U.S. a lot, you'll notice. Look at the candy bars and stuff. You'll be like, that packaging looks a little bit different. Also, there aren't 74 kinds of Kit Kats here in America. What gives? They're all over the place there. You haven't lived until you've had a green tea Kit Kat. That's a real thing? Yeah, it's a real thing. And uh, I even had uh, someone uh, a couple of weeks ago uh, pop in at the office with a a wasabi uh, Kit Kat. Surprisingly I, you know tasty. I'd like to give the kids that come trick-or-treating some just honest-to-God green tea. That's it. That's what they should get. Uh, Timothy Hughes says, Shorty G and Ollie tag team. I can think of worse teams. Sure. I think that would be a good team. It just It just I'd- depends. It just depends on what they do with them, but yeah, that would be they'd be fantastic and work really, really well. They'd probably come out yeah. come up with a killer double team finisher. That'd be great. Guys, follow Warren at Mister Warren Hayes. He's got a lot of stuff going on. He's got a Patreon you all can subscribe to. You can also subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. Uh, this weekend we will have Fightful Selects Sour Graps with Alex Palowski, the Weekender Podcast. Make sure you guys check it out. We also have a new retro review dropping, I think, the next next week or the week after. So that's coming up very, very soon. I want to thank you guys for joining us, getting us to 20,000 subscribers. We're already almost at 21,000. I, I appreciate that. I think we have a late super chat. Xanthi says, was a surprise TNA pay bump in the form of concession stand coupons? Just curious. Yikes. Uh, it'll they're impact. They're not TNA. They haven't been TNA for years. No, it was an honest to God pay bump. I messaged a couple of wrestlers and they confirmed it to me. Impact is, I think they're trying to improve the perception for a variety of things. I think a smooth way to do that would probably be not rolling over Killer Cross's contract when it's up in about six, seven weeks. Uh, I've, I've been told that they, or at least right now, or they were, there were people telling other people that they plan on doing it just to do it. I don't know how that'll work out. I think that would be very petty if, mm-hmm. if y'all ain't going to work together, let it go. But between the, the access media calls and the access media days and a lot of that and- stuff, they, I think they're doing some good stuff. They are doing some good stuff. And we were, when I say we, I mean, Chris and I, we were at All Glory last weekend. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, it was, a, it, it was a, it was a nice event. It was a fun grassroots kind of feel event, you know, where the, the talent went out to, to do meet and greets and they'd come back and then they'd hang around the bar. They'd have a couple of drinks. It was very loose. Got to, I even chatted with Josh Matthews a little bit, who was clearly the producer of the event. He was running ragged and I just wanted to introduce myself, chat a little bit with him. Uh, and he really didn't have to do so, you know, like he was super busy, but he did. He took like a minute, told me that this was a formula that they wanted to apply on all, uh, impact pay-per-views moving, moving forward, having a day of just for the fans using local promotions to, uh, giving a showcase for local promotions as well. It was, it was a fun time. They are doing good. And if they're giving wrestlers more money, that is even better. And, uh, a great way to scout talent too. And it seems like Kylie Ray made a good impression backstage. And was well liked there. But guys, thank you all so much. Remember, subscribe. Until next time, we're out. Saving money on exterior wall lights. Now at Menards. Find your style with Patriot Lighting. Exterior lights enhance the look of your home. Choose from over 50 options from Patriot Lighting. Now through May 19th, get $10 instant savings on a single qualifying purchase of $100 or more on in-stock outdoor wall lights. Check out our entire selection of outdoor lights and see the rest of our deals happening now on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards.